HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by MOFAD, the Museum of Food and Drink. For more information, visit mofad.org. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll, Lord. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul, the Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. Uh, I've got a buddy in here today, and uh, I, I I follow him. Uh, I follow his Instagram account, and uh, I see more of his Lego figurine of himself uh, than I actually get to see of him. Uh, but whenever I do get to see him, I, I really appreciate it. We've got Nick Bennett from the crazily uh, award-winning and highly uh, uh, pressed uh, Porchlight in New York City. Man, you just had uh, your one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary, man. Congrats, yeah. man. Thank That's you great. very much. That's it, I, I've, I've been in there twice. Um, <laughs> and I know that... Uh, I've noticed. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you watching the uh, the surveillance? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just paying attention. Just oh, paying attention. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> Because that would be creepy. A little bit, yeah. As creepy as me looking at your Lego thing on Instagram. Just sitting right there in front I of know, us. And that's also freaking me out, too. Actually, you, you know, should have brought yours. Man. I know, I know. Well, I was going to say, you know, like, uh, as a very, very young kid, like, before I could even remember anything that happened, I remember playing with Legos, and uh, that really inspired uh, a lot of the design aspect that would later drive me to become a graphic designer. Which I ended up painting, uh, <laughs> but eventually, like getting into the world of cocktails and spirits, you know, right. like building cocktails, it's a lot. Like, I, like it, it feels like playing with Legos a lot of times. You know, you've got all these different parts. Pick, and, that you, uh, pick apart pieces and put something back together. Yeah, and, and build something up uh, different. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, right. when uh, when Punch Magazine uh, had an article <laughs> where they uh, had some different bar people uh, turn into Legos, I, I mean, I, my mind was first of all. First I, off, I saw yours. Blown. It was amazing. It is actually, it's fantastic. It's a giant beard like yours as well, too. It's well, and, and you know, when I started seeing you post your your photos of the travels of your little mini Nick, little Lego Nick at large, yeah, hashtag, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sweet, <laughs> nice plug. Um, Hell yeah! It made me really jealous that I didn't have mine uh, on my person whenever I'm 
scooting it was around. At the, actually, at the the one year anniversary, uh, Dave Wondrich has one as well, mm-hmm. and he was he, in the same article. Yeah, and he he came in for our one year anniversary, and I was behind the bar, and he just pulled it out and set it on the bar, and I freaked out. I was like, "This is happening! This is happening right now!" And he got a photo of it and posted it, and I'm I'm I have a, a copy of it too, and I'll post at some point later on. It's it was a it was a highlight of my night. Yes, it's like a bucket list. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Um, so uh, you said uh, you would just before the show you were you were saying that you would uh, actually, and I knew this from seeing your your Nick at, uh, Nick at Large <laughs> account. Um, mm-hmm. You were just in DC and uh, uh-huh. you're hanging out there and kind of popping around. Yeah, and he's uh, got a, a picture of him right in front of the White House. Uh, went awesome. down there to visit my fiance who's who's working. Um, in dc for like the next few days and, and we had the weekend we've been planning to go down for the the cherry blossoms which are in full bloom and it was absolutely beautiful yeah nice. uh, it was a nice little weekend too there's a billion people in there but it was yeah, it was still nice to get down there yeah totally man uh-huh. well man it's, it's nice to get away from work any, uh, any chance you get but yeah. uh but it's it makes work a lot nicer when you work for a place you really like, and Absolutely. man, Porchlight is really great. Can you give me like a little bit of background on on how that all started and like what what the uh, the kind of mission statement is for Porchlight? So Porchlight is a a Southern bar with a New York accent, which is the the uh, kind of the theme that we've built everything around. Uh, it's the first cocktail bar, first bar essentially uh, standalone bar within the Union, uh, Union Square Hospitality Group. Uh, run by Danny Meyer, and he was just on the he was on Heritage Radio a couple of weeks ago, actually. That's right. I, yeah. yeah, I listened to that one, um, yeah. and it was uh, uh, just like the first real bar program in a a, a giant, a really well known and well respected restaurant group. Um, and when we kind of came to uh, fruition, it was it was really well received, and everyone has genuinely enjoyed everything we've been doing. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's such an interesting location too for uh, yeah. for a West, place like that, West Chelsea. But I mean, Union Square itself was a, a very interesting location yeah. to open up a restaurant when USHG started and when Union Square sure. Cafe opened up. Um, and that's one of the the benefits that um, I think Union Square Hospitality Group has is being able to find locations that are about to become uh, a wonderful area. Like we have the Hudson Yards that are about to open up. Uh, which is going to bring, uh, I have no idea how many people yeah. and businesses and attention to West Chelsea, uh, the Seven Line, which has, has been getting a, a little bit of press lately. Um, <laughs> and the High Line, like the High Line has been there. That brought a lot of, yeah, again, that like wildly gentrified the area and brought a lot of uh, residences, uh, residential buildings into the area. So yeah. there's there's a lot of action going on over there. That's starting to really bubble and 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 take place yeah it's otherwise been kind of like an untapped area of new york city it's far away don't get me wrong i understand it's why like the only, new red it, hook. yeah you've it's <laughs> two times i understand yeah it's it's far away it's kind of out of the way but it's 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 definitely a, um it's not going to be that far away for much longer yeah I, both times i've been there i've been I've, I've taken a trip on the and you know what actually the only two times i've been on the high line <laughs> I've been the two times that I've gone to Porchlight. I love the High Line has been a wonderful uh, 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 addition for me. I get to, if I time myself right, of course, I get to walk up the High Line right to work because I live off the L train. Oh, yeah. So I'll get off at 8th Avenue and then just walk right up 28 to 28th Street. And it's 
really way, a great way to sort of center myself right before yeah, like, a totally. long shift. I was going to say, man, because I, when I first moved to New York City, I uh, I lived in Greenpoint and I worked in Hell's Kitchen. But I like oh, and all my friends, uh, which weren't very many because I just moved here. <laughs> it was like my brother and his <laughs> girlfriend. Um, they all had day jobs. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I one out of exploration, but to to like really get centered before going to work. I would just, I would take, I would get on, like walk down to the L train and then take it into the city and just like wander up to like 49th Street yeah. and 8th Avenue just to kind of like get centered, you know? You like center yourself and you don't have to like really think about a whole lot. Yeah. You just it's see a pretty quick around. walk, too. I mean, like, yeah. you know, 30 streets is not that. It's not very far. It 30, sounds like a lot. A few avenues feels like a lot longer. Yeah, totally. But yeah. But a couple of streets, it's not that bad. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I would always do that before my shift. I mean, like every day. And I would zigzag around just to like hit my bearings, you know. But it was more it was more about like getting relaxed and ready to go, yeah. you know, getting getting That's ready to play. The a show. real good thing to be able to do before work, honestly, because otherwise it's you're rushed to get dressed and rush out the door and deal with the subway, and then that's all why of we a don't work day jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, you don't have a chance to really kind of bring or myself personally. I know that for myself, if I don't have a chance to really kind of center myself and, and kind of take a moment to relax i i will be most likely upset behind the bar yeah. and without a mustache i can't really hide my frowns anymore so, yeah <laughs> yeah that's a recent development <laughs> i was i was worried about it if you were gonna be cold or it's, it's it's still getting i'm still getting used to it this part of my mouth is still getting used to it <laughs> man uh you know i what it, i one thing i've been doing lately when i'm sitting at the bar so i usually get there like I'm usually there like all day mm-hmm. anyway, you know, mm-hmm. like, or for an extended period. I would say like you're never early. You can never be early. You're always no. late, actually. But uh, <laughs> but I have been I've been uh, my my normal setup routine would be like grab a burrito and take little bites of it all right. here and there while I'm doing other things. But uh, and just blast all the music that I couldn't play <laughs> during service. <laughs> but now lately, man, I've been I've been just like like keeping it really quiet. Like, yeah, no music. Uh uh-uh. uh I turn all the ACs off. <laughs> like, it feels very zen. Oh, it's and so finds good. a po' boy, so it's not not a burrito, but it's a po' boy. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like that setup time is really important, man. And like, it just like the walk to work, you know. Mm. And I just like like hearing the the clinking of the like cheater bottles as I'm setting them up. You know, it's really oh absolutely. Important. Do you cutting, have cutting garnish is really nice. We it, yeah any like twists that we're gonna prep beforehand or yeah. any like. Uh, lime wheels or anything like that. It's just that repetitive motion, no sound, no distractions, just yeah. focusing on one thing feels really, really good. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. I think that's... Uh, and a it, cup of coffee. Always a cup of coffee. I, dude, I wish I still drank coffee. Um, what? Uh, it's, I, I'll have seven iced teas <laughs> just to make up for the coffee. That just I a little bit anymore. of caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of a little bit. Um, <laughs> so when you get to work, and well, mm-hmm. when you when you started with... First of all, like... You in the past, you were uh, you were with like the Momofuku group. I was you were at Booker and Dax. Yeah, I was with Booker and Dax with Dave Arnold, and who's it's actually his birthday today. Happy right? birthday, Dave! Happy birthday, Dave! Yeah, um, who's affiliated with Heritage Radio uh-huh. as well. Um, Tuesday show. I've been meaning to call into it. He'll get me. I'll get him <laughs> one of these days. I'll get you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, with Booker and Dax being such a molecular, molecularly driven mm-hmm. program. Did you take some of those techniques with you to Porchlight? Absolutely. I, it's it as was, part of part of your as part of like, tool role. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you will, um, I guess the 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 
program at Porchlight wasn't going to be so much more so much uh, technique and 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 uh, uh, science driven, but you take that same attention to absolute detail to your to the uh, program as well, and like that's kind of what I've walked away from Booker Index. I wasn't going to use a red hot poker anymore, which I'm a little bummed about, or <laughs> yeah, centrifuge, which I'm still trying to convince someone to buy for me. Um, <laughs> But I, we do carbonate one cocktail, and I was able to take the the knowledge I had from making the gin and juices and um, all of our gin and tonics over at Booker and Dax, and and transfer that to uh, Porchlight. For instance, like our our whiskey and cola was was coming up on a couple of snags when when we were uh, when we started off, and, and and it was just like it wasn't keeping the carbonation. We were bottling it, and Dave has some very very strong opinions about bottling a carbonated cocktail in that he doesn't like doing it. Uh, but we were bottling the whiskey and cola because we wanted it to be something that we could just be like, oh, you want something that you would order just about anywhere? Uh, here, pop open a bottle, which I brought two of those. We can we have one of those after the break if you like. Oh, um, yeah, of course, man. Awesome. <laughs> um, and we just wanted something that everyone would kind of recognize but be able to put a little spin on it. That, to me, like really speaks to kind of like the ingenuity of Booker and Dax, but then also like the, the thoughtfulness and hospitality of like Danny Meyer in the mm-hmm. square hospitality group, you know, like it's kind of like meeting in the middle Yeah, and it's, it it's really cool because it's not like, um, it's not like a, a crazy, like precious, like centrifuge, like <laughs> rotovapped. But all the, the it's but, the same amount of thought that's going yeah, into exactly. it. How you do something is how you do everything. Yeah. Uh, and like the amount of thought that we put into our garnishes is for the guest experience. It's the um, the amount of thought we put into the carbonation of the whiskey and cola. It's for the guest's experience to benefit them and to um, make sure that their experience is. Yeah as enjoyable and welcoming and and um what's the word i'm looking for uh just approachable as as they uh would expect from any local bar that they've ever been to i mean like to me more so than like barrel aging a cocktail or Mm -hmm. you know to any other kind of thing like that i i love the idea of bottling like a single serving cocktail yeah it's you fun. know, like a bottled gin and tonic or a bottled Americano. Uh-huh. Or, I know that like Americano would be was, a good idea. That'd be fun. Yeah, they were doing it at like Tales of the Cocktail, right? Like, uh, and and Manhattan Cocktail Classic, you know, like a bottled <laughs> Americano, mm. especially in like a Tales of the Cocktail in a city where you can walk around with your drink. It's like, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, oh, yeah, yes. yeah. something light, that. not like oh, not high proof. Yeah, just nice, nice, light, and refreshing. That sounds like a great one, actually. Or, you know, like something like a whiskey cola. Right. You know? <laughs> something to get you going, man. Um, did, so, like, what was your process? I mean, we talked a little bit about the carbonation. Did, mm-hmm. did you, what was, like, one of the, the biggest things that you found that well, really nailed the process? The, so, the whiskey and cola idea was kind of already in place when, when I started, when I, when I became uh, part of Porchlight. So, they had a base recipe that they were working with, but there was no attention to how much it was being like the, the PSIs. And then there wasn't really any acid to it. And I started looking into the, the history of, of um, like carbonated cocktails and, and like soda jerks and stuff like that. And they would, there were levels of acid added to these like phosphoric acid or, or this like carbonic acid. It was just these levels that wasn't, uh, wasn't present in the cocktail. And 
when we started adding a, a, a little touch of acid to it, it um, took the carbonation a lot easier, the bubbles got bigger, and they lasted longer. And that was the, the big like big win for me. A little small victory, but a very big win. No, it's like that's huge. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's something that you guys serve a lot of. So it's like, oh yeah. I mean, that's 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 huge. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and man, it's just such a cool idea. I'm a huge fan of you know having a koozie on my beer. So like, if if I have a if I can Ooh, use koozie like, on your cocktail, yeah, if I can put a koozie <laughs> on my cocktail, man, then that, that's a huge win for me <laughs> so we just helped each other win the war brother hell yeah man all right <laughs> all right let's take a quick break and when we get back we'll continue talking with nick from porch lab cheers Hi, this is Peter Kim, the executive director of MOFAD, the Museum of Food and Drink. We're a nonprofit founded by Dave Arnold, the host of Cooking Issues here on the Heritage Radio Network. And we want to take people on a learning adventure through the world of food. We just opened MOFAD Lab, our gallery space at 62 Bayard Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where we are currently showing flavor, making it and faking it. Flavor features some very cool sensory interaction. Flavor tablets deliver tastings of vanilla and umami, and the Willy Wonka-inspired smell synth lets you compose over half a million different flavors. So come on by and visit MoFad Lab. We're open five days a week, and tickets are $5 for kids and $10 for adults. Learn more about the Museum of Food and Drink at mofad.org. And we're back. You're listening to The Speakeasy. And in the studio today, we've just been talking with Nick from Porchlight in New York City, mm-hmm. and uh, we're talking about whiskey colas that you bottled. Why don't you crack one open? Right. Or crack two open. We'll crack two open. We should have brought three, one for Jack. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Sorry, you can Jack. have some of mine. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, you got the carbonation down. <laughs> um, that not. looks that looks amazing. Um, oh, yeah. So. Uh, this is this is definitely something that is. Uh, thanks, man. Cheers. You're welcome. Cheers. All right. Um, I got to try this real quick. That's delicious, man. Yeah, liking it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. What whiskey are you using in that? Medley Brothers. Cool. Yeah, a little bit of that. Uh, the Fernet Valet. I was going to say, man. There's some. There's. there's a little not, bit of it's not just whiskey and cola. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, uh, we make a we make a cola syrup. Cool at the bar too, and that's kind of what ties it all together. A little yeah, bit, of, the nuttiness. A little bit of water to it as well, and then yeah, that's, charge it up and bottle it. I'm gonna Cap put it. my beer koozie on this right now. <laughs> um, so outside of uh, outside of the, uh, the awesome whiskey, uh, my koozie's know, a little, little too big t- for it. Outside of the koozies for him. Yeah, we have like a little like three quarter koozies made. Just put it rubber band around it um so uh, outside of this awesome whiskey cola something you've been just incredibly uh successful with and it's something you guys are definitely quite well known for mm-hmm. is the uh the the blue cocktail the, the gunmetal gun blue. blue it's everyone's favorite cocktail. And I, I love that you're wearing a bright blue blazer <laughs> to the studio today too that's oh, awesome. yeah. it seems seemed fitting <laughs> so I I just I love blue curacao. I think the 
one of the first cocktails I ever made was like a blue Hawaiian. I, like after oh. after like a margarita was probably mm-hmm. the first cocktail I ever made. But it was I, I just wanted to make it blue, man. And like you know, we're going back. This is like almost thirty years ago. But <laughs> but uh, uh, I love this recent resurgence of blue Absolutely. blue drinks, man. It's so good. Absolutely. I mean, like it's. It's something that I don't think would have happened without the kind of recent uh, resurgence of tiki. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, yeah, you know, definitely. you know what I mean. Definitely. Just like because people, like, there was everyone was taking their the cocktails so seriously. You know, like I mean, like the presentation and like it was like this has to be like in a crystal stemware. It has to be these cherries that you can't mm-hmm. buy. You have to actually make them yourself. <laughs> and like, blah, blah. you know, it's like. Dark and bitter, right. boozy, and, and like kind of not fun. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah this, I don't think this cocktail would have taken off quite as well as it would have, as it has uh, ten years ago. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think it was uh, Jacob Breyer. I read an article about blue cocktails when it, when we opened up, and I, I think he's pretty sure that Jacob Breyer said that um, who invented the uh, the what is it the Corpse Survivor number blue mm-hmm. and. Um, he said that cocktails are, are cyclical and that, that they'll go in these waves and of hyper seriousness and then playfulness and hyper seriousness. And I think we're in the, that that crest of, of of being very playful and being able to take everything that we've learned from the the this amazing cocktail renaissance of classics and, and rediscovering um the, the techniques and ideas behind all of the original cocktails and all yeah. these classic cocktails and being able to take that uh, attention to and care to these cocktails and and throw in a couple of yeah. fun, playful spins to them. Like you have, to, you have to take what you do seriously, but you don't have to take yourself too seriously. Exactly. You know? And that's that's the thing that I've I've realized lately and, and like when I train new bartenders, um, like, you know what, man, this is this is supposed to be fun for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know? Like if you want to, I was like, as long as the drink makes sense and tastes good yeah. and is balanced, I, like make it look crazy, <laughs> you know, like make it look cool. Yeah. People and, making uh pineapple or not pineapple, uh, banana dolphins coming out of their yeah. cocktails. Like what? That doesn't really hold Who's, very much purpose, but it's awesome. It's awesome. It's so cool. I mean, like I, I always think of like garnishes in three ways. There's like an aromatic garnish, mm-hmm. you know, like your like things like a, a, a twist. Yep. Mint sprig, you know, they're not something you're going to eat, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then you have things like modifiers, like, you know, lemon, lime wedges, things right. you can squeeze into a drink, or mm-hmm. like an olive or cherry, something that's going to alter the way when you eat it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. Um, and then you have things that are just purely visual, like <laughs> like parasols. And like, you know, oh, the, yeah. you know, like, you don't, it, this, this pick doesn't need to have like a flamingo on the top of it but you know it's cooler that it does it, yeah it's awesome that it does so uh, it's like the same thing with like you know a banana dolphin it, are you actually gonna like take the cloves out of its eye like th- that you're using for the eyes like, and, like ignite anything? them and smell them yeah. so it the cherry out of its yes. mouth you gotta unwrap the banana and like eat it no probably not but it's so cool that it's there man yeah and we for so long you know like going back to what we were saying before you know like with the like things being cyclical you know thinking about like 10 years ago it was it was imperative that we took everything so seriously. Oh yeah, 
We need to develop a foundation that we right. can build off of. So we can have fun. Exactly. <laughs> but it, like, it, it, like your Lego buildings. Like, they have to have their foundation. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Way to tie that back in. <laughs> so, staring at me, I got to call that. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, but, you know, like, the, uh, the, the, the stirred, bitter, boozy kind mm-hmm. of, like, you're only allowed to use a twist or a cherry, you know, like, that... And and that that was that's very true of you know like hundred year old cocktails absolutely but you know now it's it's time that you know it's time to have fun again man <laughs> come on blue drinks absolutely it's what we're doing we're so, having a great time with so it. your blue drink is uh-huh. it's it, it's called the gunmetal blue it's named after a it's a line in a Tom Waits song Tom, yeah I'm trying to remember I can't remember the I think it was Burma Shave where the line just always stuck with me and I was always just like the gunmetal blue and I was. I wanted to name something after it. sounds super tough, but it comes out in this stem glass and it's bright blue and has an <laughs> orange coin in the middle of it and looks like a... It just looks frilly and, and, and light and it looks a lot different than what it tastes like. It, it it's looks, fun. Yeah, it looks like a... Like a Jimmy Z's like, <laughs> shirt that I had in like the early 90s awesome. or late 80s. I love it. It's great. <laughs> I've had one... Uh, and it's awesome. I just, it's just so cool that, uh, it's so cool that, like, I mean, it's, it's been in the press so fucking much. It's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's like uncanny, man. It, yeah. And, uh, I, I just, I, I, it, more so than, like, the, the taste of the drink, the flavor, mm-hmm. and, like, the balance and everything, it's, it's a real, like, timestamp and statement of where we're at in the cocktail world these days right well i mean you've got your facebook and instagram and twitter and social media is a major major aspect of it. so you want something to be kind of visually striking mm-hmm. that when it walks through a bar people notice it like a, with a, a julep you want the mint sprig to be huge and, yeah. and really noticeable with this cocktail i want it to be colorful and 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 eye-catching and it's it's kind of designed after those giant eye-catching new orleans style cocktails that you see in big big plastic mugs and bright green yeah. and all these like colorful styles but i wanted it to taste good as well too yeah. yeah i've always like i've always thought that about new orleans like i was like the sazerac which i, I love sazeracs but i'm like mm-hmm. it is a very very i mean of course like it's from you know like 100 and <laughs> over 150 years ago yeah. um so there wasn't a lot of flair happening no, back then not much but i mean it's still a New Orleans drink. Mm-hmm. It's iconic for New Orleans, but New Orleans is just full of like color and, and life. And oh, it's, it's vibrant! It's, like, it's such an amazing city yeah. that, yeah. and it's such a it's such a just like, all right, I'm I'm over here. I'm surfing, eating a rocks glass. <laughs> Some people don't know what to do with it. Am I supposed to shoot it? You know, but well, I mean, yeah, you're in New Orleans. Yeah, so might as well. Might but, as well. Uh, <laughs> but because you but, can't take glasses outside, that you is take true. plastic outside. But you can't take the glass outside. I don't know what an absinthe inference would be like in a plastic glass. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done. I that. don't know about that. Yes, might be weird. Uh, I hope so. So let's not really even let hope. it get there. I, yeah, let's let's know, just yes. finish the drink and then uh, yeah, but and um, then pick up a hand grenade on the side street. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So. When okay, so the the two times I've been there, um, there's another thing, and unfortunately you didn't bring it, dude. The the beef jerky. I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the it's, beef jerky is has been on the menu since we opened. Like our 
when we opened up, uh, the the chef in charge of designing the menu was uh, this big man from from the south, and and jerky was a major major part of uh, what the menu was going to be. But it was going to be simple and easy to eat and easy to drink with. Like we weren't going to we. I mean, we do have bar nuts, but it was going to be like, we wanted it to be something else that had a little bit more protein, a little bit more substance to yeah. it, and then something you could crush a couple of cocktails next to, and it was smoked in-house, and it's so tasty. It's served warm. It's served warm. And, uh, uh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> God, you know, it's... Oh, man. Yeah, it's good. I, it's just, I, it's just I so eat good. a little bit too much of that. I'm yeah, I could Trying imagine. to get a little bit healthy about it. I'm trying to <laughs> try to stop, but it's not going to happen. Hey, man, you have one green juice a week. <laughs> you can eat beef jerky every day. Pound a day. That's, that's what I'm limiting myself to. Yeah, a pound a day. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could get up to that point. Beef jerky is one of the greatest bar snacks. It's um, so good. And, like, no one no one does that, you know? Not well, I, You know what? I mean, I'm from the South, so I like I should I should know <laughs> if there are places that do that. And I can t- honestly tell you I've never seen beef jerky as a bar snack anywhere before. Awesome. Unless it was, like, no... Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, maybe there's, like, a trail mix with, like, little, like, bacon pieces in it. But that's <laughs> little probably the bacos, just kind of, like, yeah, like, sprinkled like, over the top. Cr- crunchy-ass bacos. <laughs> they were probably thrown in the puffing gun <laughs> that Dave Arnold, like, I've the- <laughs> not been to MoFad yet, and I've been kicking myself for that one for the longest time. i got to yeah. make an effort. I, I I haven't been there either. Mm. Well, it's time to go. Jack, we going? Yeah. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you, man? I'm sorry. No, I'm talking to Damon. No, yeah. Dude, I've been (laughs) working a lot, man. Yeah. All right. Well, field trip. We're doing. I think we. Yeah, we're all due for a trip. Yeah, we're bringing bottled cocktails. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that's what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna get some uh, beef jerky and some bottled whiskey colas. From Porchlight, and then we're going to go see uh, the the puffing gun at the Mofad. <laughs> a day to my dreams. It <laughs> sounds amazing. All right, guys. I mean, I know that Valentine's Day is already past us, but you know, if you guys want to have a, a three way Valentine's Day, man. Valentine's Day. Day. There we go. Nice. <laughs> um. So okay, uh, let's let's not talk about the beef jerk anymore. It's just going to make me sad. Not having it around. Sorry, Nick. But it's, sorry, it's my. You fault. failed. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> um. I really, uh, I really appreciate places like Porchlight because you know. Thank I, you very much. You know, it's it's like we said before. You know, it's it's a serious place, but it's not taking itself too seriously. Definitely. And 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 also, I love Southern food too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we and, get to have a lot of fun. We're a year into it now. We do. Yeah. We have uh, music on Mondays okay. and and. I think we have a, a guest bartending thing coming up, and and, and our, we're doing a little bit of a spring cleaning dude, on the can menu. Can I come guest bartending? Oh hell yeah, dude! Nice, whatever you want. That's awesome. I All right, we're doing it. Yeah, nice. actually, well, you know what? Tonight, actually, here in about an hour, you're actually be coming to uh, my bar to create army. Genuinely excited about that. I'm more excited because I actually have not been to yours, and I'm really sorry. That's about awesome. That. No, that's fine, dude. We're but, both very busy people. Absolutely. And you know what? What's great about it for me? Like, I, I have to be honest. It's that. <laughs> I uh, I don't have to travel to have your awesome cocktails. So that's Other cocktails come to you. Yes. Yeah, this is the best. Like since we've been doing the uh, the speakeasy guest series at Grand Army, it's just mm-hmm. like, all right, I don't have to leave the neighborhood. <laughs> well, except for coming out except to the neighborhood. Except for coming all the way out of here. But no, which that's is my fine. neighborhood. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, not I, really. I feel like there's some boomerangs West in order. <laughs> Cool, man. Well, you know what? Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to come out here. It was uh, my pleasure. Yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, bringing little Nick, the Lego man, oh, with yeah. you. 
That's awesome. And also <laughs> bringing these uh, awesome whiskey colas, which actually I'm going to have to pass the baton over to Jack. He's he's pouting. I'm ready. Over here. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. Check out Porchlight. Please um, come by. It's one of the coolest uh, new places I've I've been to this last year. And uh, and Thank then you. come by to uh, see Nick at Grand Army tonight from 5 to 7. He'll be whipping up some of his Porchlight cocktails mm-hmm. there. Um, thanks again for visiting. And that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Thank you very much. Check out Heritage Radio Network for many, many more programs like this. Like Dave Arnold's show. And again, <laughs> happy birthday. Cheers. Happy birthday, Dave. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.